With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Talking Blues podcast. It's been a, it's been a hot minute, I guess, since we've had an episode. Uh, just not a lot of important stuff happening uh, in terms of games because none of these games really matter at this point. Chelsea reached the 40-point threshold. Doesn't look like they're going to uh, get far above that threshold uh, by the end of the season. And, uh, we, you know, we're here after the 2-2 draw against Nottingham Forest. Uh, I believe we skipped like one or two games in between this time. Um, most recently, I think Arsenal and um, here I'm trying to think. What was the other game before? Arsenal? Bournemouth. Bournemouth. So those those are the two games we skipped. But um, yeah, certainly, you know, a tough, you know, tough stretch here. I guess we had Arsenal defeat. Uh, Bournemouth was actually a win, which we we should have. You know, we should have just recorded just for the fun of it. Because like, how many wins does Chelsea get? Not that many, clearly. And uh, Nottingham Forest, obviously, which happened yesterday. But we were all really waiting for the coaching decision uh, to be made, I guess, for the for this, for this the summer here. Who's going to take over after uh, Frank? Because obviously he's not sticking around with how poorly Chelsea have done under him so far. And uh, the decision was finally officially made, I guess. And by officially, I mean uh, Fabrizio Romano, Matt Law, some more reliable sources around the club. Um, and that is Mauricio Pochettino. Uh, obviously, he's been out of a job now for, what, a year since he got sacked from PSG, formerly Spurs manager. Uh, you know, they were in talks with Enrique Nagelsmann, uh, but they ended up landing on Pochettino, and he will be coming in uh, in June to relieve Super Frank. And uh, thank God, because we just needed a change of vision, change of direction uh, for this club. And I think that's hopefully what Pochettino is going to do, hopefully involve uh, some of the younger talent that we have on this team, uh, whether that's Chukameka, uh, you know, Madu- Madueke, Fofana, both Fofanas, uh, and, you know, just really trying to improve this club. All these young talents that Chelsea is bringing in as a part of Todd Bowley's project, I think uh, he fits the timeline, and I think it's a good hire. I'm not ecstatic, but he definitely has my full support, and uh, it's going to be an important summer, important preseason Uh, And hopefully Chelsea can get off to a good start uh, in the next Premier League campaign because they will not be participating uh, in any European competitions. But I'll send it to Peter, who's here with me first, uh, to give his initial impressions on the Poch hire. Well, I mean, you kind of summed that up. No one's entirely, you know, then no one's like ecstatic about it. No one's like, oh, my God, he's who I wanted from the start. I'm sure there are some people, but I do think Nagelsmann and Enrique were both above uh, above Poch on most people's list. So, I mean, but at this point, realistically, anybody coming in besides Frank would be an upgrade, and I think everybody would just be happy just to see someone besides him on the touchline. 
Because, I mean, like you say, we're not winning. We're not playing young players. He has no idea what's happening. He's kind of just putting names on the team sheet and then just having, just saying, you guys play, hopefully something good happens. And then, I mean, nothing ever good really happens. But, I mean, apparently we can beat Bournemouth, who are a bogey team, two times in, like, our worst season ever. Uh, But, I mean, it's just... I'm excited to finally have a competent coach who is going to play players at the right position, who's going to know when players need to play, give them actual direction, so we would have actual tactics. I think it's going to be so key for so many players' developments. I mean, you can see that all these young players, all these talented players, under both, I mean, I guess Frank uh, and uh, Saltor and obviously Potter, they all look so lost. I mean, Potter, they look at least somewhat competent, but under the, I mean, especially under Frank, it's just, it's just been awful. So, I mean, Poch, what I'll say to sum it up, obviously, like I said, we just didn't want Frank Lampard to stay. So that's good. But all I'm saying is the last time we uh, hired an ex-PSG manager, it did turn out pretty well. So hopefully that's a sign of things to come. That is very true, um, and obviously with Poch being hired, he's obviously going to have some agreements with the board. Uh, you know, some guarantees, I guess, in terms of summer spending, uh, you know, short list of players that he wants to bring in. And that's going to be key, right? Not only the incoming players, uh, which we have uh, Malo Gusto already coming in uh, and Kunku still coming in. So those are two players who are coming inbound. But there's additional players that it seems that have been rumored, at least on uh, Pacha's short list, including uh, Emmy Martinez, Declan Rice, who I think is more likely to go to Champions League club. Um and then um, McAllister as well, Latoro Martinez from Inter. So a few players there, you know, some some of them have connections. Obviously, three Argentinians on that list, uh, funny enough. And then obviously Declan Rice as well. And then the other thing is that Mauricio Pochettino obviously wants to keep Mason Mount. At least it is rumored that he wants to keep Mason Mount. And uh, Romelu Lukaku, another guy whose future uh, is kind of all over the place now with this news. Uh, is he going to come back around? Because Chelsea certainly need a number nine. Is he not? Um, that's all wait. And yeah, I guess all we're all going to wait and see. Uh, we'll go one step at a time. I'd say first on some of the incoming players, some of the guys I just mentioned, uh, not the current players, but some of like Martinez, McAllister, uh, other Martinez. What do you think of those types of players coming into Chelsea? Like, obviously, Chelsea need a goalkeeper, right? Mendy and Kepa are both terrible, as we saw at the weekend uh, with Mendy and then Kepa. Obviously, we've been seeing for weeks and weeks and weeks that is just not good enough. Do you think Eddie Martinez is a is a viable replacement here for Chelsea? Personally, I, I like him a lot. I think he'd be good here. Um, maybe not the best distributor, though, out of the back. That's the only concern. I mean, me personally, I'm not a huge Eddie Martinez fan. But, I mean, it's kind of like the same thing as uh, Poch coming in for Frank. Literally any somewhat competent goalkeeper at all is going to look like the best keeper in the world just because of how much of a higher bar and so much of a higher standard they're going to set compared to both Kepa and Mendy. And and, uh, speaking of Mendy, I remember, I think I saw a report saying that Mendy wanted to get one like like 200k per week wages, which is like the same as Kepa, even though he hasn't played a game in six months and then as soon as he comes back he immediately forgets what to do when the ball goes into the box and doesn't understand the concept of making a save and keeping the large ball out of the net which I think that's a key point for a goalkeeper to know how to do which I think Emmy Martinez does a good job of 
I think there's other options too that we could look out for. I think uh, Onana, who has been on our target list for <laughs> five years at this point, I think he's also someone to look out for. I just want some goalkeeper who is not awful. Is That's just my personal preference. Yeah, I, I think a non-awful goalkeeper would be the right move. And, you know, along with, you know, you mentioned, um, well, I mentioned actually, McAllister, I'm not a big move of that fan, uh, fan of that move, uh, I should say. I think he's kind of similar to a lot of these players that we already have, a lot of kind of creators who are just not really that decisive in front of goal. I think he fits that mold to a T. So not a big fan of him. Declan Rice, of course, I'd love to have at Chelsea. But like I said, I think he goes to a club with European football and then Latoura Martinez, not a big fan of that either, personally. Uh, you know, he worked well with Lukaku, don't get me wrong, but as a singular number nine, who I think, which is how Chelsea would probably play, I don't think he would be the best fit here. But then again, you just got to put trust in Poch at this point because uh, it seems like no one really knew what they were doing this season, whether it was Potter, Lampard, Bruno for that one game. Uh, so that's certainly something that to keep in mind as well. I would also say the outgoings, right? That's going to be an important thing. I mentioned Lukaku already. Who is going to be going out? Um, it's funny because when I look at the the squad, you kind of go player by player. Like, uh, you know, I'm just like looking at the squad right now. Like, Fatty Ashiel, you know, you want him to stick around. Silva, you want him to stick around. Chalaba, you probably want him to stick around. Chilwell, Reese James, you want them to stick around. And then all, there's so many players, I feel like, on this team that, do like do you really want them? Do you not want them? But I feel like it's really difficult for a lot of them. Like Koulibaly, like I just a random one, Peter. Do you, like is he someone that we want sticking around? Like I don't really know because we've seen some good performances from him. We've seen some stinkers from him, but we've seen that from everyone this season. Um, another player who's kind of like that, you know, Kovacic has been great for Chelsea ever since he's been here. Didn't have a bet, great season, but then again, Chelsea had a terrible season. Is it worth giving up on him? Uh, so quickly, um, you know, another player, I'm trying to think who goes along those similar lines. Um, you know, like Ziyech, literally any one of our attackers, every single yeah. one, actually. Kai Havertz, too, you know. Literally all of them. Yeah, I was just scrolling down. There's so many players that fit that mold that's like, we've seen good from them, but this season they've sucked. They've also sucked in the past. Like, what? what's the deal with them? And I think it's going to be a really difficult decision here for uh, for Poch. What if, for example, Poch doesn't even like someone like Mudrik? Like, what would he do in that situation? Because Mudrik almost seems like a style of player that Pochettino wouldn't really covet that much in terms of just looking in the past at what he's liked at Spurs and what he's liked at PSG. You know, Mudrik's kind of a guy who's he's kind of lazy tracking back, which is something that Poch... Definitely was never a fan of at Spurs. You see those attackers at Spurs, whether it was kind of uh, Erickson, Kerry Kane, Son, all those guys who were willing to kind of track back. Erickson, not so much, but uh, mostly who were able to track back and really help out defensively. Hence why Mason Mount, I think, could be a really good fit in his system. But, you know, players like Ziyech, players like Havertz, players like Mudrik, players like, um, you know, even Jao Felix to an extent, like, a lot of these kind of more attacking-minded midfielders, you know, attackers as well, who just don't really fit that mold. Could they be guys who, you know, Poch just looks at and says, hey, he, they just don't really fit me. Yes, they put in a good shift from time to time, 
but maybe it's just time for us to move on. Do you see that as a possibility for certain? I'm not talking about like Hakeem Ziyech because I think it's highly probable he gets, you know, he moves on. But for example, someone like Jao Felix or someone like um, Mudrik, do you think he would be some, they would be people that Poch might be willing to let go this summer? Well, all of the players we signed this summer, uh, Poch would not have gotten hired if he wasn't a fan of them because they are here for the next decade. So it, it is pretty much they are going this to be here true. longer than he is realistically. So if they if they if he didn't if Posh didn't say he's in my plans, this is what I'm going to do with him. This is how I want his development to go. I don't think he would have gotten hired. So that's like the Mudricks, uh, the Fofanas, both Fofanas, you know, those kind of players. But then honestly, I think pretty much anyone else is on the market. I mean, we we need a, a huge, huge, huge squad clear out. It's it's way too big, especially when it's going to be we're only playing in the Prem and then the English domestic competitions. We're not going to have a lot of games. I mean, you can already see that now, how many players we have and how many players are stuck not getting game time. We really, really need a huge squad clear out. I mean, like, literally everybody. So, like, I mean, attacking-wise, Pulisic, Ziyech, like you said, they're probably both going. I mean, even Sterling, too. Kovacic probably can go. Mount's probably going to go. I mean, defenders, Koulibaly might. I mean, Kukurella might get sold already. I mean, it's like, I think we need that, to be honest. I think part of our problem this season has just been the fact that we have way, way, way too many players. We have, and we have too many it's just impossible for a manager ever to come in and be able to manage a squad of 40 players who would all who all deserve to start and be able to give them each game time which they all want and it just it is it's just a recipe for disaster so i do think i at least i don't know if i think it's more so i hope that there's going to be some club somewhere for all of these players that is interested in and i think yeah. there is because they are all talented players like you said they've in the past We've seen how good they could be. Like Pulisic, lockdown Pulisic is like one of the best players in the league. But then outside of that, he's been awful. And I think there's going to be some club somewhere uh, that will recognize that and be willing to take a gamble on that. I mean, Ziyech was already close to joining PSG before that whole thing collapsed. Uh, don't even get me started on that. He's been gone for a year at this point. I mean, we just need everybody gone, to be honest, except for, except for the players who we know are good, who are still young, who fit the timeline. Like Fofana, like you said, Thiago Silva for the year or two he has left. Reese James, Ben Chilwell, Enzo, obviously, Mudrik, Madwege. It's just all of these players. We need to just build around them, clear everything else out, and then just have Poch look at what players that that he has there that are key players we want to build around for the future. And then have, in the summer, I think it's going to be more key to then buy players that fit his system and the needs that we don't have. And just because the problem with having to buy players this summer is the fact that we already have so big of a squad. If we don't get rid of anybody, it's just going to make it even worse. So we definitely need to get rid of some people. And I personally just really realistically, I just want everybody gone. Is that going to happen? No, it's called Deadwood for a reason. No one really wants them. But I just have you just have to hope at some point because I think we'd be so, 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 so much of a better team if we didn't have to worry about 40 players all clamoring for game time. Yeah, and also some of these younger players who just need game time as well need to go on loan. Like David Fofana needs to go on loan, I think, next season. Broja probably coming off that, uh, what was it, ACL, I think, as well for him, right? Coming off yeah. that injury, I think it would be nice to come off that injury on a loan, possibly, for him. I'm sure there'd be a team willing to take him. Lewis Hall, Mari Hutchinson, Harvey Vale, Carney Chukameka, all those guys, like, 
none of those guys I feel like should be in the squad. Maybe one or two of them, right? Because you always want to have some of those, you know, really younger guys. But, you know, you already have players on the younger end in Gallagher and um, Fofana and I'm trying to think, Matuweke, who's probably going to be sticking around, I'd assume, in the first team. Like, there's just so many players and a lot of those younger guys who are 19, 18 years old, like I mentioned, they just need more game time. Uh, and they're just not going to be able to find that in when we're only playing once a week uh, for the majority of next season. So like you mentioned, not only the dead wood like Obama Yang and Ruben Loftus-Cheek and, you know, others that are on the squad, Ziek as well, right? Um, plenty others. I'm just naming a few. Not only the dead wood, but some of the players who aren't ready right now, but just need need game time. And we kind of need the uh, Chelsea Lone Army back. Uh, you know, it's definitely still there, but it's not as big as it could be. And remember, you have all these players coming back, right? Uh, Levi Colwell, right, from Brighton, center back. He's going to be coming back. Is he going to go back out on loan? Is he going to be sold? Uh, Ian Matson, right, from Burnley now, had a great season in the championship at left back, right? Could he be someone who comes back into the squad, right? You can't forget about all these loan players, Lukaku as well, who I mentioned. I mean, we'll talk about Lukaku real quick. Now, do you think he's someone that Potts would be interested in? I'm... Uh, <laughs> I preferably really not to speak. I mean, it's just, it's, I don't even know what to do with him, man. Because he's clearly is somewhat talented on rare occasions at some points in the right system. I'm not an expert on what Pasha likes as a striker, but if it's anything, he is not a Harry Kane. He is not someone that is able to really turn his back, you know, go on some dribbles, play some nice passes out wide to some wingers. He's never going to be able to do that. He's a certified finisher. <laughs> That's sometimes not even that, to be honest. Sometimes he's just there. He's just a, a cone. But I think if... Well, I don't want to say if anybody could do it, it'd be Poch. But if anybody could do it, it would be an actual competent manager, which I think Poch is. So I wouldn't be opposed to having him come back and see what happens in preseason and go off of that. But I don't think he wants to be here anyway. So I don't think it's a question of if Poch wants him. It's a question of if Lukaku wants Chelsea, which I don't think he does. So realistically, I think he's just going to go out on loan probably back to Inter again. Or maybe we do a Lukaku-Martinez swap deal or something. There's many options, but I think there's a very, very slim chance he ends up coming back. And even if he does come back, I think there's an even slimmer chance that he ends up being like, like the Lukaku that we know he could be. The Lukaku that we know he could be. We saw it for, what, the first two weeks of last season, and that was yeah, about he, it. He fooled us all when he he, he like scored two in that one game against, uh, it was like West Brom or, or something. He scored two, two against Arsenal, two against Villa, and then just and then the interview, and it was over for us. Mm-hmm. The interview, the injury, then the interview, it was all over. But, uh, yeah, it's a very tough situation. But I think in terms of what Chelsea are going to need this summer, a goalkeeper for sure. Um, and then definitely a, a number nine. I think those are going to be the two things. CDM2. CDM2, another good shot. Because Enzo, Enzo is getting wasted as a six when we've seen how talented he is playing those balls over the line, which he can't really do from the six. So we really, I mean, it's literally, we just need a backbone. We need the spot, the goalkeeper, the six, and the striker. We need the players right up the middle who are going to keep us steady, which we definitely don't have. Yeah. And with all these players that we have on the squad right now, who the hell is going to want to come in and have to compete for every single spot once a week uh, in the Premier League with no European football. It's going to be tough to attract players uh, to the project at this point. 
So it's going to be interesting to see who Chelsea can bring in, who they you know who they keep around, who they don't. So that's going to be uh, I guess all waiting for us in this off season. And I think that's pretty much it for today. Uh, you know we're not going to really talk about anything else because you don't want to look right in the present or in the past, but just solely towards the future. Have your blinders on to the sides, and uh, hopefully we'll move forward. And I think the main things that we're going to watch out for now are. Um, you know, Mason Mount's situation. There was a rumor I just saw recently about him possibly going to Arsenal. Um, they actually lost today. It looks like they're pretty close out of the title race, and Man City only needs to beat us to win the title, and we all know that's not very difficult. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But the Arsenal choke job uh, really has saved our season, um, and it wasn't our own doing, let's just say that. I mean, it is funny that in our worst season in the past long, long time, Guess how many trophies Arsenal and Chelsea end up with? The same amount. Zero. Both zero. <laughs> Both zero. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, yeah, it's been a tough season for sure. Peter at least has his Celtics who just won game seven tonight. So, uh, you know, I guess congrats to him. But it's uh, it's been a tough road this year for, you know, all of us Chelsea fans. But hopefully it'll be better next season. Uh, Potch is in. Talked about some targets. Talked about some outgoing. Some dead wood. And um, hopefully that made for a pretty decent episode. And we'll see you all next time um, with another episode of the Talking Blues podcast. Peace. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.